It's Thursday, October 6, 2022. The move will drive prices back up after oil fell below $90 a barrel last week. OPEC and Russia raising oil prices again. Brazil's presidential election could determine the fate of the Amazon rainforest. Plus... Today we have one job, and only one job. And that's to make sure the people of Florida get everything that they need to fully, thoroughly recover. Biden pledges America will help Florida rebuild after Hurricane Ian. All of those pledges and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. Do you really think so, Mr. President? Really? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, for some reason, I don't think this is actually going to end the pretend debate about whether climate change is real or not, but I'm glad that President Biden feels that way. (laughs) Yes. He's always so optimistic. What do you have for us today? Well, first, OPEC Plus, the cartel of oil-producing countries led by Saudi Arabia that includes Russia, announced that it has voted to aggressively slash production by 2 million barrels a day to increase global oil prices. Energy analysts see the showy announcement as a geopolitical maneuver to tighten oil supplies heading into winter, which helps Russia after it had already weaponized natural gas exports to erode Europe's support of Ukraine in Russia's ongoing war there. The move will also help Russia fund its war machine by neutralizing the impact of a vote by European countries on Wednesday to impose a price cap on Russian oil after Russia illegally annexed four regions in Ukraine. Plus, high fossil energy prices are a convenient political cudgel against the Biden administration ahead of next month's critical midterm elections that will decide control of Congress. Ding, ding, ding. Saudi Arabia knows that Republican control of Congress will slow down America's transition away from Saudi gas and oil. In Brazil, far-right President Jair Bolsonaro is headed to a runoff in a presidential race against the nation's former leftist president, known to the people simply as Lula. It matters for the world because of the impact on the Amazon rainforest, which absorbs a significant chunk of humanity's carbon emissions. A new analysis by Carbon Brief warns that if Bolsonaro wins, record rates of deforestation of the Amazon will continue. However, a Lula win could reduce Amazon on deforestation by as much as 80 to 90 percent. Which is good for the entire planet. Here in the U.S., President Biden was in Florida on Wednesday to support recovery efforts after the catastrophic widespread damage caused by Hurricane Ian. He and Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis struck a note of cooperation and teamwork. Biden pledged federal assistance for, quote, as long as it takes. Although DeSantis doesn't outright deny climate change, he has denigrated climate policies to cut emissions. With DeSantis standing awkwardly behind him, Biden kicked off with this. The reservoirs out west are, are, are down to almost zero. We're in a situation where the Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. 
And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. Yeah, I don't think it's ended that discussion. And by the way, is it legal to say the words climate change in Florida? In other news, intense drought in the Midwest has dwindled water levels on the lower Mississippi River to near record lows. A number of barges have run aground, creating a log jam, bringing a halt to deliveries of grain, fertilizer, metals and petroleum, just as happened on rivers in Europe earlier this year. Climate scientists say that man-made climate change has increased the chances of drought by 20-fold in the northern hemisphere in China, the U.S., and Europe. But some good news. The European Union struck a blow against the exponential growth of electronic waste, approving a measure to require electronic device manufacturers to stick to a single standard for chargers. So yes, Europe effectively told Apple and other manufacturers to knock it off, with forcing consumers to constantly buy and discard incompatible chargers to reduce the costly burden of toxic electronic waste on communities. Which, by the way, means that we're all going to have to buy new chargers that meet the new standards. Well, the EU's new e-waste law is set to force Apple to switch to USB-C by 2024. I know. So we're going to have to buy new chargers to meet those standards. And finally, New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced that her state is following California's lead in phasing out polluting internal combustion engine cars. New York will ban the sale of new gasoline and diesel cars by 2035, although auto industry analysts see some signs that the inflection point for electric cars versus gas cars may come much, much sooner. Very, very cool. And thank you for copying us, New York. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Can I be, you don't know, you don't know.